You're listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has been faithful to us. When so many others have kind of shut down in 2020, God has allowed us to remain open and flourish. Let's continue to flourish. Proverbs chapter three, verse nine says, honor the Lord, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. We sow in anticipation of a harvest. We're not sowing to get a harvest, but we're sowing in anticipation, knowing that God always blesses when we're faithful. And we honor him with our wealth. Galatians chapter six, verse nine, which is on the back of our shirt, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get tired. Let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. God's timing is always perfect. And if you'll honor him, he'll honor you. At just the right time, we will reap. Not we might reap, not we really hope we're going to reap, but we will reap. This This is God's word. You can stand on it. Let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Won't stop. I ain't going to stop. I'm going to keep doing what God's asked me to do. I'm going to keep sowing like God's asked me to sow. So today, we're going to give a first fruits gift or make a first fruits pledge for 2021. Christy and I make a pledge. We, we don't have the, the large money at, at one time, but we're going to give a large amount over the year. And every time we write the check, we'll feel that sacrifice. Amen? And I challenge you to do the same. I challenge your household to make a gift, a first fruits offering gift, a pledge for 2021. And make it a generous, sacrificial gift. So how are you going to do that today, Pastor? Well, we're not going to pass the bucket, but if you'll just take an envelope and write on there what we can count on for you. If you're watching online today, send us an email at accounting at thepowerplace.org. Accounting at thepowerplace.org. Or maybe you want to do that as well in here. Just let us know, this is what I'm planning on giving. This is what I feel God has asked me to give for 2021 above and beyond the tithe. The tenth is God's. You don't give if you tithe. Did you know that? But that's a tenth of my income. I know, right? It's God's. And if you don't release that back into the kingdom, then you're robbing God. I didn't say it. He did. And he's not happy about that. If his kids are stealing from him. I don't let thieving kids in my house. Isaiah. 
if they're robbing from me, it's not welcome. So take an envelope or email us at accounting at thepowerplace.org. Let us know what we can count on from you and your family this next year. As we all join together, there's nothing we can't accomplish with the help of the Lord. Come on, Power Place. We won't stop. Amen. Acts chapter 4. I want to I look at Acts chapter 4 today. Just take a page out of the, the New Testament church and realize what God did and what he continues to do as we do the same as they did. So Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray and a lame man who had been, been lame from birth, God healed him through their ministry. Well, all the uh, religious people got all upset. I've, I've noticed, I've been here, you know, in this, I've been here for 17 years, but I've, I've been in, in church my whole life. 62 years. Wow. It sounds old, doesn't it? But it's not. Stepping into good seasons. Amen. But I, something I've noticed is uh, religious people get upset all the time. I, I never worry about people who just come in and find Jesus. They love God. They love the church. They can't fathom they're a part of it. But it's the religious people, the people that have been around forever that have this spirit on them that, anyway, just something I've noticed. Acts 4.1, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. I'll just, I'll just let you know, uh, behind the scenes, we get confronted a lot. And it's always church people. Many church people, many religious people are upset that we're open. They're mad at us. Uh, they're angry. They can't fathom. There's no, yeah. And, and we respond in love and just share the facts that uh, Jesus was one of those who defied the medical advice of his day and he actually touched lepers and healed them. And he calls us to do the same. They were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. They're sad, you see. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus... There's a resurrection of the dead. Many of you have lost loved ones. I've, I've actually lost four in my immediate family uh, this past year, just in 2020. Four of my family members have gone to be with Jesus. And there's this, this loss that we feel. And yet there's the promise of the resurrection of the dead because Jesus Christ was raised. We are gonna be raised as well. What a blessed hope. What a, what a promise that, that he has given us. And, and the religious people were very disturbed that they were preaching about that. They arrested them. And since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. 
But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. You see, good news spreads and it spreads quickly. And, and as you share the good news and people believe, it changes their life. I mean, so many people are locked up by fear these days, and yet God tells us so many times in his word, fear not, fear not. I'm with you. I'm with you. Fear not. And the next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. And they brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power and whose name have you done this? Then Peter, now remember, this is Peter who's like, I don't know Jesus. I've never been around him. <laughs> Peter, now filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, can I just say that you need in 2021, as we get ready to cross over, you need the power of the Holy Spirit of God. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's scriptural, it's biblical. It didn't stop because it's still happening today. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're able to step into situations and handle yourself like a God-filled person. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. We're not, we're not doing this stuff. Jesus is flowing through us. It's the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And that powerful name is still powerful today, just as it was back then. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. And I pray that this is the testimony of everyone in this house, that people recognize you got no special training, but there's something different about you. You've been with Jesus. Why well, I recognize you look like Jesus. You're acting like him. You are Jesus with skin on. No special training, ordinary, but we've been with Jesus. And may the world find that to be true about you, that you've been with Jesus. And when you've been with Jesus, it shows. You shine. Your, your character's different. You don't talk the way you used to talk. Those words don't just flow out. 
You don't treat people like you used to treat them because you've been with Jesus. It changes everything. And they recognized they'd been with Jesus. But since they could see the, the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they performed a miraculous sign. Everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John replied, won't stop. Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop. We won't stop and we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. When Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses, that's what witnesses do. They talk about what they've seen and they've heard. I saw this, I heard this. I saw it, I heard it. Won't stop. Well, the council then threatened them further. Or cut your little piggies off or something. I don't know what they threatened them with, but they threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. And when they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. And, and people have a problem with God's sovereignty. I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. You're not God and he is, and he's sovereign. One of the Psalms says, God sits in heaven and does whatever he pleases. You're not gonna tell God what to do. He does whatever he pleases because he's sovereign. It's his house. He created it. I don't know if you ever said this to your kids, but it's my house. And if you live here, you live under my rules, my hours. Okay, you were never that mean to your kids. I was. For me and my little house, I was sovereign. <laughs> well, not really, because... I was under the Lord. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? 
The kings of the earth prepared for battle and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants protection. Help us not to get beat up. No, they pray for great boldness. Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's our prayer today. Lord, give us great boldness. Help us to step into this, this fearful society with great boldness, filled with your spirit, filled with the anointing of God, filled with miraculous power so that your ministry can continue to go and, and, and bring life and health and hope and healing. The world is so desperate. And after this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. They didn't stop. Won't stop. Won't stop. Verse 32. So that's kind of the, the precursor to what happens next. They're, they're filled with the power of God. They, their lives have been changed and they're, they're out to change their world for Jesus. They're out to, to spread the good news. They're out to tell everybody about what God has done in their life. Tell them about the resurrection of the dead that Jesus Christ is coming back. And, and all the believers, verse 32, all the believers were united in heart and mind. There was a unity that came and they felt that what they owned was not their own. Now, a lot of us, we think what we own is ours. Don't touch my stuff. Get away from that. Mine. Don't ask me to give because I worked for that money. It's not God's money. It's my money. And I'll remind you that in a second, your ability to gain wealth can be taken from you. Just like that. Don't forget where your ability to gain wealth comes from. It comes from God Almighty. It is he who gives you life and breath, the ability to gain wealth. And they felt, they were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. Can you imagine? They shared everything they had. What, somebody in our church needs a car? Let's get them one. 
somebody needs food and clothes, let's provide. Somebody can't pay their bills, let's help them out. What I have is not all mine because I own it. No, I've been blessed by God to be a blessing. So I give and I give and I give. And, oh, we need an extra $30,000 for a $60,000 floor in the gymnasium. Okay, I'll give a thousand. I'll give a thousand. I'll give a thousand. What somebody. And these people, their salvation went from here to here. Somebody had a need, and so they would share everything they had. Verse 33, the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's great blessing was upon them all. And then I love verse 34. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. <laughs> what? I got a couple of houses here. Who needs what? I'm selling the houses. Really? What kind of generosity is this? What's the kind that happens to you when Jesus has your whole heart? All my love, all my love, all my love, you can have it all. All my heart, all my soul. I don't want to sing that last one. <laughs> All I own. Oh, I, I like what I own. Sometimes God calls for extravagant generosity, just like when he gave his only begotten son. So that we could have eternal life. He didn't hold anything back and he sacrificed himself. And that's what happened to these people. This is history right here. This isn't a made up story. This is history. This really happened. Verse 32, all the believers were united in heart and mind. They felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. Apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. And God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to pass out where it was needed. For instance, verse 36. There was Joseph, a real guy that really lived back then. Joseph, one of the, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of, son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and he came from the island of Cyprus. In case you didn't know where he was from, they give me a little background here. He sold a field he owned, brought the money to the apostles. 
don't really need this field anymore, so I'm just going to bring the sale money to the apostles to pass out to whoever needs it the most. What? We have some people in this church that do kind of the same thing. just want to bless people. I mean, God gave them boldness to testify powerfully and to believe for signs and wonders to continue through the power of the resurrected Jesus. And we're doing the same. They started preaching the word of God with all boldness. Then it affected their generosity. Their generosity began to expand and explode. And I'm praying that happens here in this house. It's already beginning to happen, but I'm, I'm believing God that it will expand and explode to new heights and new depths. I mean, they were crazy generous, just like the power place is becoming. We, we used to be so stingy. I'll just tell you that in the very beginning, this church was very stingy. But we fought against that as leadership and we said, no, we're going to give. We're going to give. We're going to give. And so you saw today, we, we support over, over 40 missionaries and ministries across the world. And every month we send money and it's making a difference all over the world. And you're a part of that because what you give continues to give. Because this leadership team will not, will not be stingy with what God's blessed us with. That's a good place to, to say amen or something. We refuse to be a holding place for all God's money. Ain't gonna happen. We won't stop. People say, why do you give away so much? Because... Because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. Can't stop, won't stop, just won't do it. I had people come to me in our early days and say, if, well, if you wouldn't tithe off the, the money that comes in, we'd be able to hire somebody else. I said, I know, but instead of doing that, we're planting seed all over the world. When you plant seed, you're expectant for harvest. So God has given us great momentum in 2020 and we won't stop. What could happen if we built on the momentum that we've already got in 2020? to roll into 2021? What, what could happen if we continue to ride the wave of the Holy Spirit? I tell you, God put it in our heart to build this gymnasium, the pack. And now we have the facility we've dreamed of because of your generosity and we've already been able to make an impact of greater capacity. 
what could be possible if we continued investing much needed resources in reaching our community? And we prepared ourselves for the future that God has for us coming this next year. So are, are you excited about next year? Because I'm kind of looking at things going, whoa. Yeah, I'm excited. Because in the midst of persecution, God's church always flourishes. When they were persecuted, the gospel spread out. So God has a great future for us in 2021. The sky's the limit. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to continue investing above and beyond the tithe to see so many more people come into the kingdom of God. We won't stop. Our kids deserve our all. Our grandkids deserve our all. Our great-grandkids deserve our all. This next generation needs to see people who are sold out and radical for God. Who won't give up, won't give in. People who will risk it all to invest in the kingdom of God and in the next generation. Our outreach is already happening. It's going to a whole nother level. Why not be a part of investing in the future of the power place and the future of the kingdom of God? So I want you to take an envelope today. They're in front of you or behind you, depending on where you're sitting. And I, I hope you've been praying and asking the Lord to help you know what to give, what to invest. If you're watching online, make sure you email accounting at thepowerplace.org. Let us know. Here's what I feel like God's spoken to me and I, I want to be obedient to his nudge. And can I challenge you to make it a generous, sacrificial gift? Say, well, pastor, you're always asking for money. I know, right? I love it. And, and the thing of it is, it doesn't stay here. It just keeps going and going and going and blessing and blessing. What a, what a thrill to be just like the book of Acts, chapter four. I don't know what God's saying to you, but I do know this. If you'll just say yes, you just say yes. It, 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 could, it could be so mind-boggling to you I remember when, when we first said yes to that huge amount and we're like, ah, I don't know if we can, but we feel like you're asking us to do that, Lord. And so we're going to say yes. And we watched him miraculously bring in everything we needed and more because that's what he does. He just got a bigger shovel. You're shoveling it out the front door. He's shoveling in the back. It's like he's got a bulldozer and you got this little here comes the dump loader. What a God. 
How can you not love a God like that? A God who gave his all so you can have life and life more abundantly. Let's stand together. Thanks for listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.